Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are going to do a story about a couple places in a town that is known to be the town too tough to die in Tombstone, Arizona. And Lindsay, we went to Tombstone multiple times when we were kids, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many times we actually went. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a handful of times. Yeah, so our grandparents actually used to live in Tucson, Arizona. So we used to go down there and visit them about once a year in the summertime. And we would always make a stop at Tombstone and we absolutely loved it. Unfortunately, we were kids and we had no idea that there were ghosts all around us, but there were. (laughs) Right. I know we missed an opportunity. Yeah, we totally did. But it is a great place to go visit. It's just a really, really cool historical site. And of course, there's ghosts there. So we are going to cover a couple of our favorite locations today. This is your haunted holiday at the Birdcage Theater and Big Nose Kate's in Tombstone, Arizona. So Lindsay, before we even get into the ghosts, I do want to talk about probably the weird, one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to us. And it happened to happen in Tombstone, Arizona. And you have a surprised look on your face. Like, what on earth is she talking about? I know. I think I know what you're going to say, but I am. Yeah. You know what? I haven't thought about this in a long time. So Tombstone, of course, the Birdcage Theater is there. Big Nose Kate Saloon is there. And then there's the OK Corral, which we're going to talk about here in a second, and just tons of gift shops. We were in a gift shop. This is not ghost related, but it is, you know, you got to remember to stay hydrated, folks. This is in the desert. It's hot out there. Okay. True that. Yes. So we were in a gift shop and we were young. I mean, how old do you think we were? I don't know. We were probably like 10 or 11. Yeah, maybe 10 or 11. Maybe, yeah. And we were in a gift shop. And here's what I remember happening, Lindsay. Basically, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I start to not feel good. And our grandparents are buying some stuff at this gift shop. So we're at the cash register. And I asked the cashier for some weird reason, do you have a bathroom? And she responds with, oh, it's only for employees. And I put my head on the counter and then I just started seeing stars at that point. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this cashier comes running around the counter, grabs me from behind or by the waist and is yelling, she's going down, she's going down (laughs) and like dragged me to the bathroom because apparently I was like passing out, right? I was fainting. At this exact same time, I had no idea, you passed out and just like fell backwards straight (laughs) onto the floor. So twin sisters somehow passed out at the exact same time. Yeah. You know what's funny? I never even really pieced together that that was strange because we were twins. But you're right. That is really strange. And I think, I don't remember which store it was in, but... I mean, there's murders. I mean, this is cowboy country, right? Like there's murders all over the place here. These are the places where Wyatt Earp and all all these guys walked around. 
But Morgan Earp, Wyatt Earp's brother, was actually killed in what is now a gift shop. He was in a billiard hall at the time. And I wonder if it's the gift shop we were in. It was in the Red Buffalo Trading Company gift store. And I was watching some videos on this and it looked so familiar, but all of them do. And I'm like, maybe it was like a ghostly thing. I mean, we were probably dehydrated, but it we was- We were super dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our grandpa was like, here, have a sarsaparilla. And I was like, I just want water. That's all I want. That's yeah. All my body craved and we went down. Like I hit the ground and Jenny, our older sister, for those of you guys don't know, thought I faked it. I woke up to looking around trying to figure out what was going on, and she was shaking me, accusing me of faking. <laughs> that's how I that's how I woke up. <laughs> I well, think to this day she still thinks I faked that. So that was our weird event. So remember, stay hydrated, folks. It is very hot in Tombstone, Arizona. Unfortunately, we did not do that and we passed out and it was a very weird situation. But why don't we get into the history of the place? So most people, you know, you may have seen the old 90s movie. Gosh, old 90s movie. That's weird to say. It doesn't seem like yeah. that long ago. That's um, a great movie, by the way. Yes. It was kind of our introduction. We all loved Doc Holliday and Val Kilmer, who played him at the time. That was like his kind of like big breakout role. But I loved the movie specifically, you know, because we had been there a bunch of times as kids was part of the reason I think we liked it so much, but it is good. If you're not familiar with Tombstone though, the biggest thing that it is known for is the gun battle at the OK Corral. And essentially what happened, and Tombstone was built in 1877 and it became one of the richest mining towns in the Southwest for silver in particular. And the population just really boomed. And they had at one point like over a hundred saloons in this tiny little town. People were just going there trying to make money. Some of the people that showed up, so there was the Earps. They're the very famous people there. Wyatt Earp being the most famous. And then he had his two brothers, Morgan and Virgil, and they became really, really good friends with a man named Doc Holliday. And he was called Doc Holliday because I guess he was kind of a dentist as a day job, but he was actually considered like one of the fastest guns in the West as well. So a good friend to have back in these times. They tried to represent the law and a lot of people actually described them as like power hungry and really, you know, trying to control everything. And there were some other people in town, cowboys or ranchers, they also called them. And there was a set of families, the Clantons and the McClory's, and they were known to be thieves and murderers too, as well as cowboys, but they did not get along with the Earps at all. There was constantly this back and forth between the two groups. Well, in October, 1881, the Clantons and the McClurys came into Tombstone to kind of like restock on goods, that kind of thing. And apparently they had some violent run-ins with the Earp brothers throughout that day. The next day on October 26, 1881, one of the brothers came into town and he ran into Doc Holliday. And this brother, you know, really wasn't aware of what had happened the day before. They didn't have text where they could say, these Earps are being real jerks, you know, hurry up and show up, right? So 
Doc Holliday tells these brothers with glee, apparently, hey, your brothers got pistol whipped the other day by the Earps. And he was like laughing about it. So then these other guys are like pissed off and they're, we're going to seek revenge for this, right? They're prideful. Yes, very prideful. Well, they met in the OK Corral, which is kind of like a happenstance that these two sets of people ran into each other. And one thing I was surprised by, Lindsay, is so it's the Earp brothers, the three Earp brothers and Doc Holliday there on one side, and then the Clantons and the McClory's on the other side. The Earps and Doc Holliday all had guns on them. Mm-hmm. Not everybody on the other side had guns. There were several people that were unarmed, okay? And so this is how apparently it went down. Virgil Earp yelled, throw up your hands. I've come to disarm you. Billy Clanton yells, don't shoot. I don't want to fight. Wyatt Earp then yells, you sons of bitches have been looking for a fight and now you have it. And Ooh. then gunfire ensued. So was Wyatt Earp really the person that started this? I think so. Did they shoot? what I've read. Did they shoot down some unarmed people? Yeah, they oh, shot down some gosh. unarmed people, Lindsay. I feel like everything I learned in the movie Tombstone was a lie. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting what you find out when you actually start looking up the history of the place. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that for certain they were in the wrong here. There are other websites out there. There's kind of a back and forth you know, mentality on this. It lasted only for about 30 seconds, but over the course of that 30 seconds, 30 rounds were fired. And as a result, several people were dead on the other side. Now the Earps did have some injuries, but for the most part, they were fine. They were relatively minor injuries. So people died and the Earps and Doc Holliday were all charged with murder as a result because several witnesses said they were actually the people being the aggressors in the situation. These other guys, not all of them were armed and they ended up getting acquitted by a judge, which is why they weren't found guilty and and sent to prison forever. But as a result of that, there was a lot of back and forth about, you know, seeking vengeance for this shootout at the OK Corral. Virgil was shot and lost mobility of his arm. And then Morgan was shot in that billiards hall where he actually died as a result there. So there was a lot of just really bad blood and bad history. And if you can imagine that's happening, you know, that's just one story in Tombstone. That's the most famous story, right? Right. Imagine what's happening in all of these saloons and hotels and theaters. And I mean, this is crazy. I can't imagine living in a place where you're just shooting each other down like that over maybe some bad blood. And that's a pretty common thing. I'm confused now. (laughs) I've always learned that this was like Wyatt Earp, good guy. And maybe he was, I don't know. But this is like learning about Christopher Columbus not being such a good guy. This is this is new news to me. Yeah, it's uh it's crazy. I was totally shocked too when I was looking this up.
This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So the first location that we are going to talk about today in terms of hauntings is actually the Bird Cage Theater. Now, I am confident that the OK Corral is probably haunted as well. People died there right on that spot. You can visit that spot today if you go to Tombstone where that shooting happened. In fact, they even have figurines of each individual that was there and it's you know set up like this is exactly where Wyatt Earp stood during the shootout because there was like a drawing I guess during the trial of a witness who said you know this is where everybody was so where people are standing is supposedly based on the facts from that drawing as well so that would be one place I would recommend you have to go to if you go to tombstone of course but it's not known for the haunting but it probably is let's be real you know people died pretty rapidly right and i'm pretty sure ghost hunters years ago did an episode on the okay corral they included it at least in their overall ghost hunt did they yeah i don't remember but i mean i wouldn't be surprised at all So let's talk about the Birdcage Theater. The Birdcage Theater is, you know, a theater that was built there in town during the time of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. It's actually built in 1881 and it was in business not that long, only about eight years until 1889. And it was actually built originally, the guy who owned it wanted to make it kind of like a family-friendly atmosphere and family-friendly shows. Well, boy, was he in for a rude awakening because that is not what ended up happening at the Birdcage Theater. It's actually quoted as being the wildest and wickedest night spot in like from each coast, basically. (laughs) Turned into more of kind of a mixture of things. It was a saloon. It was a dance hall. It was a theater where they would have people come in and do weird shows like big women doing feats of strength, lifting things up with their teeth and, you know, all kinds of wild stuff. But it was also a high-end brothel in the basement as well. One of the things that the Birdcage Theater is known for is it actually had the longest ever poker game in the basement. And if you go there today, 
you can actually see where the poker tables were set up. I mean, things are not moved. You can see these brothel rooms where the beds were. You can see the poker tables. But this longest ever poker game, Lindsay, this is wild. It cost $1,000 at the time in order to just enter it, okay? Mm -hmm. And Wyatt Earp was one of the participants along with several others. It would seem like, you know, probably around 10 people on the list of people that were participants. This game went on 24-7 for eight years. What? So people were, so granted, Wyatt Earp obviously isn't playing 24-7 for eight years, but there was always somebody as part of this poker match sitting down playing constantly for that eight year period of time. They say over that eight years, approximately $1 million was exchanged in the course of this poker game. That's how much money was flowing back and forth in Tombstone at the time because of these mines. It was all these rich people going in there, going to the brothel, brothel, playing poker, betting these crazy amounts of money. Now, the Birdcage Theater today, like I said, it houses all of that. It also has all kinds of relics just from the town in general. You can see, for example, the, uh, what would you call it? Almost like a a hearse, but it's not really a hearse. It's like a carriage almost where they would, you know, carry the bodies. And that's actually the same vehicle that they carried the bodies in from the Clanton and McClurry brothers that ended up dying in the OK Corral. So everybody who was murdered in this place was carried in this carriage, which is crazy. And there's apparently a lot of activity around that that carriage, but there's really activity everywhere in the Birdcage Theater. Some of the reports that I read, none of which can be validated for certain, is they say there was 16 gun and knife fights and potentially 26 people killed in the building and a lot of these i think were just cowboys getting out of hand some kind of run-in happens and rather than what we would probably do today just fight each other with fists they're just killing each other over something small i mean if you watch the movie tombstone it seems like there's a lot of shots fired in the birdcage theater they they do a scene in there so some things that you want to look for There are full body apparitions. Ghost hunters, I know when they were there, they didn't catch it on camera, but Grant and Jason saw a full bodied apparition. And I think it was actually close to that carriage that that carried the bodies to the cemetery. The other thing, there's a lot of voices that you're gonna hear in this building. You're gonna hear laughter. You're gonna hear card shuffling because it was really known for poker. You can hear dancing, people, you know, kind of moving around, like it sounds like a dance floor is going on. Poker chips have been known to also be thrown across the room. And you can actually see full body apparitions, they say, of prostitutes, essentially, and cowboys. The biggest thing that I think is the creepiest, and I think this kind of goes back to maybe the prostitution thing, is people today are known to get a feeling of almost being like groped on their inner thigh. And that goes for men or women, either one. So regardless of whether or not you're a man or a woman, you could potentially get groped by a ghost. Beware, be careful in the birdcage theater. (laughs) You don't wanna get ghost groped, that's for sure. Be mindful. 
So tours there, they have daily tours that are not that much money. I think it's about $12 and even a discount for younger children to go in. So if you just happen to be going through Tombstone, it is a really cool place. It was my favorite place to go when we were kids. We would always go to the Birdgage Theater whenever we made a stop. And my favorite thing in there, Lindsay, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to guess that it was the little like mermaid weird mermaid skeleton thing it was the mermaid skeleton thing so they have all these weird things they have like all kinds of stuff from like tombstone antiques but then they just have all this weird stuff in there too and one thing is like this mermaid that they claim is real right and of course every time we went in there we asked the people about the mermaid because we're little kids but it really looked like a monkey skeleton that somebody had fused together with the bottom half of a fish. Yep. It's scary looking. It is. But I remember being so impressed and the people working there would always be like, it's real. We've been told it's real. And like, as a little kid, I just loved it. So little kids, I would encourage to take, I mean, this is a, this is a good family trip. You know, I, I think it's kind of a fun thing to do even for children. They do have nightly ghost tours, seven days a week. Children over the age of 12 can go. So they have two different times. 6.15 p.m. is when children over the age of 12 can join. And then they have another round of ghost tours at 8 p.m. And both of those cost $25. So not too bad. I think that would totally be worth it. They do say on the site that they actually will shut off all the lights at some portions of your tour. So you get to like really try to egg something on and get something going. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they had that. The other thing that I would check out because you talked a little bit about the hearse kind of carriage thing is check out the graveyard if you're there. They just have the coolest stuff on their tombstones. It's super interesting. That's a must stop if you're out there in Tombstone. I agree. I And I forgot about it until I started doing this research, but yeah, that's a really good photo op place too. And it's called Boot Hill Cemetery and it's really close. There's all kinds of different tours that you can go on while you're there. Our next recommended location while you are in Tombstone was my favorite eatery. We went there numerous times. It's called Big Nose Kate's Saloon. And today it's a saloon where you can just go eat, grab some food. It's friendly for kids. There is a bar there, which is the original bar that like Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday would have drinks at. But we would always, going back to our days of being dehydrated, we would always go in there and I would get a sarsaparilla and I thought I was like the coolest little kid ever drinking out of this lookalike beer bottle. Do you remember that, Lindsay? Oh, for sure. That was the thing to dehydrate us before we passed out. Right. We had too many sarsaparillas and not enough water. Yeah. And it was too hot. So Big Nose Kate Saloon, it was, so it's named after Big Nose Kate, obviously. And if you don't know who Big Nose Kate is, she's a very prominent character in the whole Tombstone story. She was actually a prostitute, but was also considered Doc Holliday's common law wife. 
which I thought was interesting. So they had a very good relationship. He thought, Doc Holliday thought she was intellectually his equal, essentially. So he really liked being in a relationship with her. But one thing I thought was weird is so they were common law, husband and wife, and he was doing his dental practice by day while she was being a prostitute by day. So kind of an interesting relationship. Interesting dynamic there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. Not my thing, but it worked for Doc and Kate. So back in those days, uh, the Big Nose Kate Saloon was actually originally a hotel and it was built in 1880. And it was known as the Grand Hotel. It was super fancy at the time. It was the nicest hotel in all of Tombstone. Actually, probably that part of the country had big chandeliers. It was supposed to be, you know, just a beautiful hotel. It did end up burning down and then it got rebuilt as a saloon. So like the upper floors where a lot of the guest rooms at, for example, they did not rebuild that. They just kind of rebuilt the main area and the bar that's in there is one of the only things that did not burn down as a result of that fire. So one of the interesting things, there was a caretaker that actually lived in the hotel's basement when it was a hotel. And his name was, well, it wasn't really his name. I guess his nickname was The Swamper. Ooh. I wonder if he liked that. I mean, did he know that was his nickname? He might not have even known. I don't know, but that's pretty mean. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I mean, what jerk came up with the Swamper as this dude's nickname? But anyways, he was a caretaker and part of his pay essentially was a free room in the basement. And the basement in the hotel is just dirt floor. So he had a room down there And what they found after he had kind of disappeared and fire happened is there were tunnels. And they think that this swamper guy was digging tunnels from his room in the basement all the way to the silver mines because apparently there was tons, there was mileage of tunnels underneath the city of Tombstone anyway, leading to the silver mines. And so he dug his own tunnel that ended up connecting when they went down there and discovered it, they realized this. So what they think happened is the swamper guy was taking this tunnel to the silver mines, gathering silver, and then storing it away somewhere, essentially. But they don't know what actually happened to him. They suspect that maybe he got caught by one of the the miners and was murdered in the tunnels themselves. They're not really sure about that. Or maybe he just got a bunch of silver after so many trips and decided to head off somewhere and leave, which is possible too. But they do think there may still be treasure buried in that basement. They think it might be the Swamper's silver that he had taken from those mines. Now, You can still see the Swamper's room and the tunnel today. 
So if you go to Big Nose Kate's Saloon and you're eating or whatever, they have a gift shop that's located in the basement where the Swamper lived. So it's just kind of a spirally staircase down. So you go down the spiral staircase and then they have, you know, you're in this dark basement. They have just random gift shop stuff, t-shirts and shot glasses, stuff like that. But then off to the side, they have a little gated area where you can see the actual, I think it's the original bed this swamper dude slept in, as well as the actual tunnel that he was digging out. So you can see that you can't go in there, but it's a pretty small space. You can actually look right in. Now, the Swamper, of course, is said to actually be haunting Big Nose Kate's saloon even today. So if you go down there, you can apparently hear, you know, him making moaning noises and distress. You might even get grabbed by the Swamper while you're down there. So something to look for. They do also think there are several cowboys that are haunting just the main saloon and bar area. So there's been several sightings of a cowboy coming up and taking a seat at the bar and then just fading away and disappearing right before bartender's eyes. There's been cups and glasses levitating off of tables, silverware being thrown. One of the stories that I thought was kind of crazy, there is a big set of bullhorns up on the wall. And they say that these bullhorns came off the wall and actually flew at a table with people at it. So it wasn't like these bullhorns just fell. They actually moved in a direction at people. Wow. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it could happen, I suppose. Hey, ghosts are real. I know that for sure. Very true. Very true. So there are no tours that I was able to locate of Big Nose Kate's like late night ghost tours or anything like that. Um, doesn't mean they don't have them certain times of year, but the big thing is go get some food at Big Nose Kate's, get your sarsaparilla, go down to the basement, check out the gift shop and go look for that swamper. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people doing that probably. <laughs> go look for that swamper. <laughs> That's right. All right, so if you guys want to go on your own ghost hunt and go look for the Swamper or any of the many spirits uh, that haunt Tombstone just in general, make yourself a trip out there. It's really a cool place. There's just tons of stuff to see. It's good shopping. It's definitely like old Southwest town. Lots of history. Really cool stuff. So we want to thank everybody as well for taking the time to listen to our podcast please make sure that you rate us five stars and subscribe to our channel if you enjoy it. And go check out our website at yourhauntedholiday.com and send us an email with any stories that you have, whether you've been to one of the locations we've covered or if you have a story of your own that you'd like us to potentially share on our show, send it our way. I would love to hear if somebody got ghost groped on that haunted tour of the Birdcage Theater. So <laughs> yes, please if, write that in. If you're one of the people that has been ghost groped <laughs> in the Birdcage Theater, please email us at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. And with that, everybody, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>